Ready when you are, Press. Welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast with me, Blake. <laughs> and we got Chad here on the show today. He's interrupted my scope mountain. Well, my scope mountain uh, session here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. But we what, got some good stuff to what, talk about. What the heck, man? Chili, Chili just decided to take a freaking leave of absence. We tried our best to get him up here, and he said, uh, "He said no, he wasn't going to be on the show today. He's down in Florida, living it up, man. Yeah, on vacation. You Didn't know, even submit leave to me. You know what's the funniest thing, dude? If you go to Chili's mom's Instagram page, Tracy Cochran is Chili's mom's name. Look at all the pictures of Chili hanging out with his family." All dressed up. Oh, yeah. Duded out. Hair slicked back. Just looking clean, man. Yep. I mean, he's a megastar, but it's nice to see that, you know, he's he that that uh, domestic side of Chili. Well, I think that might really be who he is, and he just puts on a show when he comes <laughs> out here. I think it's just part of he uh when that's really he's just clean cut domestic and when he comes down here he got to got to fluff it up some he's on yeah well he's on vacation he'll be back next week i i assume um just want to let y'all know where he was at man we've been running we've been running hard yeah we've been running hard man what all have we done what all it just seems like we had the utah trip that mm-hmm. that was two weeks. We got home. We went straight into the three of seven project, fifty k, which was amazing. There's another video that a guy just posted on YouTube today. Recap of the race. It's really really good. Huh. Yeah, he had a GoPro and he he got a lot of footage. Who was it? Um, I forget his name. I'll have to I'll have to find it on Instagram again. But it was really good. I may post that in the show notes of this episode. We went from that, the very next week, we had two back-to-back speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. One was with a, a regular customer of ours, went and got to speak to them, a group of financial advisors, which I love speaking to financial advisors, by the way. I've learned that most of them, I don't know anything about their business. I don't know anything about the financial advising world. I've never invested money in that way, ever. Um, Have no interest in it. But what I've learned about the people that are in that business is most of them are very, very hard workers and they're locked on. Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they, the ones that we speak to with Impact, you guys know Stephen Odom and Thomas Zebley. That's the company, Impact. They work with all these, it's it's small, like in they have a financial advising company in their town right so these are all entrepreneur type people that work really hard uh, within their local community to provide that type of service yeah so they're always really locked on yeah um then we had the other speaking engagement with the big organization ypo Mm -hmm. young president's organization or something like that really heavy hitting ceos uh, high-level leaders, and we got to run a really cool drill with them. Uh, that's what I... If you guys don't know, I get to do 
speaking about every few months. I mean, we we pick and choose who we go speak for. And the coolest part, the coolest speaking engagements is when we get to do like we did with YPO. Mm-hmm. We get to give the speech, and then we get to put on an exercise that allows them to apply what I just taught them or talked to them about in the speech. So that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, that that was, was one of my favorite speaking engagements we've ever done. That was, I mean, as far as I can think back, that was the first time we had paired that with the speaking engagement, right? I mean, I, ca- I mean, I came up with that drill specifically for that engagement. Yeah. But I don't know why we've never done that with people before. What, a lot of people probably don't want it. You well, know. yeah, I mean, it's intense. It's it's legit. They should. I mean, they don't yeah. know that they want it, but it's, uh, I, I was just trying to think back. I don't, that I've been with you, it's just been a speech, so. Well, corporate America, a lot of times, is very risk adverse, and they're hesitant to do anything that's outside of a, something you can do in a hotel room, a hotel lobby room. Yeah. They're very hesitant to, to get outside of that box. Well, yeah, those guys were serious about actually getting something from the the speeches aside from being entertaining they actually wanted to pull some lessons that they could apply and i think that's why they wanted to do that yeah yeah i was i was walking the dogs of brook yesterday thinking through just the way that i go and and speak and the message that i have and kind of my style when i go talk to these groups i i asked brook i said you know i'd like to ask people that are in the audience I'll, I'll never, probably never ask this question, but it would be an interesting answer of if you're in the audience and you're listening to a speaker, would you prefer to be entertained or would you prefer to be taught practical, applicable skills that you can apply? And it's hard. I, w- I don't want to say it's hard to mix the two. I think I mix the two. Um, but I am, I lean way more heavy toward the teaching side. I'm naturally, my passion is teaching. Mm-hmm. So I always lean more heavy toward the, the side of, I want you to leave here with a few things that you can actually go and impl- apply in your business or in your life. Whereas I think there are a lot of speakers that have a lot of entertainment value. They, they can tell these wild stories and they tell them with a lot of emotions and they're evoking emotion in the audience. And it works really well. Mm-hmm. And I think the audience leaves feeling good about that time that they spent and the stories that they heard, but maybe not necessarily saying, okay, I, now, I know what to do now. I, I know I need to do this. This is going to fix the problem that I've been experiencing in my business for this amount of time. Um, I think both are really valuable, the teaching and the entertainment, because humans, uh, we need to be, we, we love to have things that entertain us. Yeah. Um, but we also need to learn things that we can apply. Well, I, so, I think it, too, another contrast between the two is that one says, here are some things that a lot of people need to work on and here's how you work on them. The other one says, you're doing really good. Keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. One identifies a problem and one says you're doing good. The one that identifies a problem is more productive, but you leave there thinking, crap, I got a lot of stuff I need to work on. Mm -hmm. I got the tools to work on it, but nobody likes to be told 
you're screwing this up and here's how you fix it. it you might like it, but it doesn't make you feel good. So there's yeah. a time for both. There is. And that's, I think about that. Like, I love to encourage people. I think encouraging people is important. But uh, at, at some point, the value in encouraging people and basically telling them that they're doing good, at, at some point, there's, there's really not any value in that, mm-hmm. right? It's great to build people up to a certain point so that they have confidence in what they're doing. But when you're dealing with professionals that are already confident in their ability, they don't want to be told that they're doing good. Yeah. It, it means nothing to them. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say that's what that's the way we approach the basic course. Mm-hmm. And the basic course, if you guys don't know what it is, I don't even really know what to call it. You basically get to go spend three days in the wilderness with me, Blake, and uh, Nathan Hicks. And we develop you in all aspects, not only the hard skills that it takes to you know, move through that environment and be comfortable and survive out there and thrive out there. So the hard skills is a piece. But for me, the more important piece is the individual mindset skills, the the teamwork, the ability to, to learn how to lead, but also to be led. Um, the di- Just the, the dynamics of a team is really complex. And it takes us a good three days to, to teach that and to drive that home. Uh, the wilderness is a great environment to do that in. But at the basic course... When we choose you guys to come out, and I think we're going to have Brian Scott on soon to talk about his experience there. When we choose you guys to come out, you have to submit an application for this. The dates are on our website if you want to check it out. If you submit an application, I read through it. I pick each and every person. um, And we try to pick people that are already should be fairly confident in themselves and their ability to lead. Um that's not necessarily a prerequisite, but most people that show up there, for you to show up to that event, you have to have some self-confidence because yeah. you're showing up to something. You're going out and doing something that maybe you may have never spent a night in the woods before. That's a, The majority of our students have never spent a night in the woods before. And some of them, they're not all ultra runners. Some of them aren't physically fit. But you have to have some confidence yeah. just to show up to this thing. And so right off the bat, we kind of know the type of people we're dealing with. And so throughout this mission, there's not a whole lot of pats on the back that you're doing. Because these people don't want to hear that, man. When we get feedback from our students from the basic course, the part they love the most is the fact that of how real we are when we deal with them. Mm-hmm. We you literally pick them apart and every little thing that we see that they could do to improve their team there but also take with them and improve their teams at home and in their you know in their business and their families. We call it out, man. Yeah. And we don't sugarcoat it. And they love that, dude. Yeah. So which leads us into the Right after that speaking engagement with YPO, I'm just giving you guys a rundown of where we've been, <laughs> and then we're gonna go in. We're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about an awesome topic here in a minute. Um, then we went straight into a basic course, yep. which was great. Team 14. We've ran 14 missions out there. What a what a blessing, man! You know, I told Jesse the other day. I had a I had a meeting with my buddy Jesse and. 
I said, Jesse, I am building literally an army of excellent human beings around my, like in this 307 project community, eight people at a time. Yeah. We are building an army, a, a, com- a community that is unmatched, in my opinion. Yeah. Eight people at a time. And it's taken a while, right? We're at team 14 now, but that gives us a couple hundred. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody else doing it, man. It's the only way. It's the only way. I can put on a virtual meeting and reach thousands of people, right? But when I go and and spend three days in the wilderness with you, we're, we're, we're connected for life, man. Yeah. We understand each other. We know each other in a deep way. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for, man. That's the only, like you said, that's the only way to do it. I mean, in anything, you you do anything fast in the quality sacrifices. You can't do something fast and do a good job also. You have to take your time and build it stick by stick from the ground. Yep. And it's solid. It is solid. We just got to train Sean Haggerty out on the range. Yep. That was, uh, we got back from the basic course. Uh, we had a few days to kind of take a wrap off. We had range day with Sean. Sean was on the basic course team 004. Yep. We're still connected with him, man. Yeah, he's Ten, still. Over, that was a year. That This month is one year since he graduated his basic course team. Yeah, and he's still got the lessons and talking about how he's applying them now, and so it goes to show you that it it's sticking. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that's that's no credit to us. That's the credit to the people that are showing up out there That because we could put this out to whoever wants to come, but if they're not going to take the lessons on board and actually apply them and keep applying them, then it, it's all in vain. It's a waste. So the quality of people that are coming is, is what is... Yeah, we're doing our part, but they also have to do their own, you know. Yep. Yep. And what what are you guys supposed to get from this that you're listening to this is you guys understand why I teach patience? Why I teach patience? This is why. Be patient, man. Like build your community person by person. And within a few years, you're going to look around you and be like, "Man, I am surrounded by powerful powerful people and we're all in alignment and nothing can stop us yeah this is why it's important to be patient um i'm glad you went through that list because i was wondering why for about the past two weeks i've been just frazzled yeah it's a lot I i hadn't just stopped and looked at all that we've done and then on top of doing those things just the day to day stuff and replying to people and you know whatever's going on in the background things we're working on that are that are coming up and yeah i've been uh i've been pretty maxed out lately so i can see why now oh yeah when you yeah. sit and look at everything and praise god that we have it all to do right? oh 100 yeah, I mean, percent, man. i'm not complaining at all uh, another interesting thing from from a business perspective uh i think is a Something I want to let you guys know I kind of critiqued myself on this week is 
uh, I had a conversation with David Vahey. He made all of our race shirts for us, and he's really passionate about contributing to the Body of 307 project, and now we're going to bring him in to work on a few uh, other projects. And I had a converse, initial conversation with David on the phone the other day, and he said, look, man, where where do you where are you going with this thing? What do you see 307 Project being in 10 years? And I've made a mistake. I've been asked that question many, many times, right? And I always make the same mistake of coming up with some arbitrary answer that I think is going to suffice, right? So where do you see it in 10 years? I'm coming up with some answer that I think that I should have an answer for that question. Well, I'm not going to do that anymore because it's 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 false. Yep. That whatever answer I'm giving you, when you ask me where we're going to be in five or ten years, whatever answer I'm giving you is I, I have no basis for the answer. Um, so my answer from this point forward is I'm going to keep doing what I have been doing for the last two years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the work that God gives me Every single day, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And then I'm going to get some rest, wake up the next day, and I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm just going to keep doing that day because that's all I do. Yeah. I take what he, what comes down the pipe. Blake has gotten really, has really honed in at what he is here to do. And he sends stuff down the pipe, son. He locks all this stuff in. Blake does. I don't I don't have to deal with locking any of this stuff in anymore. He does it all. So whatever he locks in, he sends it down the pipe. I'm going to do the best that I can do, my part of it, that day, man. And that's all I've done for the last two years. And it's worked. It's working currently. And... That's the only way I personally know how to do it. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm sure there are people out there that have businesses and brands that are much bigger than mine that had it all mapped out and had a had a path that was going to lead them to whatever their 10-year or 5-year objective was. That doesn't exist for me. What's well, different goals? I mean, if we wanted to start a business to make a lot of money, I feel very confident that we could go start a business and make millions of dollars i i think we could do it but that's not what we're doing here and the goal that we want we can't like there's no plan to get it like you know what i mean yeah it's like we, we want to help other people and we can implement strategies but we can't say in five or ten years this is our our goal for it i mean how do you do that yeah I, that i i don't know it's to me so i've checked myself on that from now on, I don't feel the pressure to be able to answer that question if you ask me that question. And now that's not going to say that 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 we have no vision. I mean, right now, the vision is creating this app. I want to have an app for the Body of 307 Project. Look, man, I am so sick of getting on social media and seeing all these almost every single post has some kind of sticker on it saying, go here for coronavirus information, go here for vaccine information, go here. And and I'm so tired of seeing it. Like there's a, there's a part of me some days that wants to completely get off of that 
but I know that's not right. I, that's, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue to utilize that as part of the Body of 307 Project that we can leverage in order to reach people with the gospel, okay? But my vision right now is to have this app, and uh, I want it to be a one-stop shop for everybody that is part of the Body of 307 Project where they can go. I want to have something for body, soul, and spirit there and community all right so when you open this app i want to have daily endurance based fitness training basically training for readiness and then also having a nutrition component to it so there's your body i want to have another block that is a daily essentially a daily message gospel message something to give you something to reflect on spiritually for that day short maybe a minute you can just hit it in the morning mm-hmm. work on your spirit there's your body your spirit and then i want to have a learning section in there where we have a library of video content that has basic skills both mindset skills and also hard skills where you can go and learn something new every day whether it's how to take apart one of these rifles and clean it or build a fire or my take on visualization or breathing techniques or um, overcoming a big obstacle, right? But you can go and learn something every day. That's your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, all right? So you go there, and then the last block is going to be a community room where we can communicate on different topics Mm -hmm. and talk back and forth. And so, like, that's – a guy put it to me the other day. He said, that's the lake, all right? These social media platforms are just the streams, the the creeks yeah. that feed into the lake, right? Yep. So, like, if you want to have a good, healthy lake, don't like cut off all the all the streams that are feeding it. Yeah. So that's the way I'm viewing this thing. It's a big project, man. It is. It's a lot. It is a lot. I think our our vision and our goals are much shorter. Like when people say, what do you want to do in five or ten years? Well, we don't know because right now this is what we're working on. And after it becomes what it is, then we'll see what the next step is. Like you you just can't plan it out like that. No. No, I don't. Yeah. So that's the way I operate. And dang, that's 22 minutes of a podcast right there. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you guys got something from that. Um, Of course, I want to share with you what I've been, if you want to use the word meditating on in Scripture, and I mentioned this at the basic course the other day during focus. It's kind of what I was focusing on that morning. And it, I'll give you, I'll give you a current example. Um, and I just posted this on my story on Instagram. Essentially, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is how often in my life do I misunderstand like who Jesus really was? How often do do I is my perspective on who Jesus is? How often is that perspective kind of skewed or, or affected by my feelings? And and just make it like turning, turning Jesus into who 
I feel like he should have been and not who Scripture tells me he actually is. Jesus being God in flesh, God that loves us, his creations. One thing that really rocked me, and I'll go into this example, was this is the Scripture that I read that got me thinking down this lane here. In Matthew chapter 19, there's a short verse, verse 30. Jesus says, but many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Jesus all the time saying crazy stuff like this. And like, you better really, th- you better really think about that, man. Why do you think I'm always last at uh, Team PT? I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> Uh, and just previous to this, Jesus making this wild statement that's hard to comprehend. He has a rich young ruler come to him, and uh, the the young ruler says, good master, speaking to Jesus, what good thing do I need to do so that I'll have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. So Jesus basically says, This young ruler is treating Jesus as a teacher. He doesn't comprehend that it's actually God in flesh. Um, But if you want to enter into the kingdom of life, keep the commandments, Jesus says. And uh, the young ruler says, well, which ones, Jesus? Jesus says, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. uh, Not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And... Love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth up. What more do I lack? And Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And the young man heard it, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He couldn't make that commitment, man. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus goes on to say, verily, I say unto you that the rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed and said, well, then who can be saved? And Jesus said unto them with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So with the blood of Christ, all things are possible. Even a rich man entering the kingdom of heaven yeah. becomes possible. But without the blood of Christ, it is impossible. And then that's when he goes on to make this statement that many who are first here on earth shall be last in the kingdom of heaven. And that just rocked me, dude. Made me think. It may it just makes me think so much about myself and where am I at and what what did Jesus actually tell us to do and, and who we should be while serving him? And where here, here's a, an example of where I missed the mark. So Hoka, the shoe brand, Hoka 1-1. You guys know I wear Hoka shoes all the time. They just made a post two days ago. And uh, it says, Hoka, this is Hoka's post. Uh, Patty is back with her high queen tour and so patty is a queer environmentalist professional homosexual in a fetus drag queen that's what they what patty's instagram panel says 
Back with her, it's a male, but it says her, High Queen Tour. The High Queen Tour will be a series of group hike meetups in the Pacific Northwest featuring special guests, and it goes through a list of these, I guess, professional homosexual advocates and transgender and all this. Uh, Be sure to grab your free ticket and uh, go stop and meet these people on the trail, and Hoka is sponsoring this event. And so... The first thing I look at is, um, well, I'm going to go, uh, the first thing I feel when I see this is here's another thing. Here's another company that is shoving this down my throat, and I, I get really, really frustrated. And I'm like, Hoka, why can't you just make a good running shoe, man? Why can't you just make a running shoe and just let me like your shoe? Why do you have to do this? And I get frustrated and I think, I'm going to burn my freaking Hoka shoes, man. Because these people are promoting, uh, and I'm speaking from my feelings. I'm I'm telling you how I'm I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you how I should have responded to this. I'm being totally honest with you guys. I'm thinking, uh... Here, here, this shoe company is promoting this thing that is Ill, completely illogical, biologically, physiologically, every logically <laughs> illogical, <laughs> like, and telling me that this is what they stand for? And it, it upsets me. Let me show. You, let me tell you how I should have. When I saw this, you know what I should have. I replied properly on my story. I said, a, uh, "This is how I should have seen it initially." Attention, Christian trail runners! Hoka is putting on an amazing opportunity for you to go and share the love of Jesus with people who might otherwise never hear the gospel. That's what I should have seen. The When I saw that post, I should have said, what a, I'm an influencer in the running community. Why did I not look at that and say, wow, I need to go to this thing, this trail meeting, and just hang out with these people, man. Yeah. I, I'm not going to show up with my Bible in my hand. Try, try and, they, these people aren't ready more than likely. Maybe they are. <clears throat> Maybe some of them are, but like it, what, it's not going to come off good if I show up there confr- in a confrontational manner yeah. telling them that their lifestyle is, is literally illogical and, and whatever else you want to call it. I just need to go hang out with these people, man. Christ lives in me. I don't even have to say anything. Yeah. I just got to be... These people need some... These people need love, man. Yeah, They, they need done, a lot of things. They've done all the work. They've done be, all the work. Because there's no way that we could assemble... Us could assemble that many people that need to hear the gospel. That yeah. We, we just couldn't do it. So they have put on this event and said all people that, I mean, essentially all people that could benefit from hearing the gospel come here and meet 
And all, it's open to everybody. If you want to come, come on. And that's just an open invitation. Like, it, you know. What the crap's wrong It's like a feast. Me? Yeah. But, I mean, that's just, it's our, it's our flesh. And I don't think it's how you see Jesus, but you are representing Jesus inadvertently through your feelings, right? Like, you know that's how Jesus would handle the situation. You're just handling it out of your flesh, not out of your knowledge of how Jesus would handle it, right? Like, your first influx of feelings is just that. It's just feelings. And then when you step back and say, wait a second, wait, let me let me think about this. Because as passionate as we are about our faith in Jesus, we see it as an attack on our faith. Right? I mean, you see it as these people are doing this, and it's an attack on Christianity because it's it's promoting what we are not for. And an attack on anything else, you're going to feel the same way, like an attack on your family and anything you feel passionate about. So those are the feelings that come, but the important thing is that you're able to stop and look at it separately and not immediately act out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's why you felt that way. It's not warranted, but you can understand. I mean, everyone listening should be able to understand, like, if someone attacks your family or something you really like or love, of course you're going to feel that way. But that doesn't mean you, you act out of those feelings that you, you feel initially. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, we could go on and on about, about that specific topic, you know, um, because I see that as... You know, it, it that topic, the topic that's represented in that with that meeting and that group of people of this this gender identity and all this stuff, it's it's really it's really more it it, it hits it cuts me so deep because it's more than just an attack on Christian values. It's it's an attack on like the law of human nature. Yeah. It it, it that's why that one cuts me so deep, man. Because it's because so illogical. You're in there. telling me something that that is it literally does not it doesn't exist. Yeah, and you're telling me it exists. It's the false information that's making you so. Mad. That's why it cuts me so deep, okay. man. Like there's so there's plenty of other uh, views that contradict a a Christian m- moral. Yeah, moral values, right? Even as something as simple as drinking alcohol, right? But you know, nobody's trying to argue that drinking alcohol is good for you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So that it cuts me that way. But anyways, you know, Brooke asked me last night because we, I responded to this post yesterday in conversation with Brooke. With that improper response that I shared with you guys initially, and Brooke said, "Well, you know, I wonder how Jesus would t- would treat the homosexual community." Well, I know the answer to that. Yeah, he would go eat with them. Mm-hmm. He would just hang around them. This is what he did, man. Yeah, this is how he reached people. He went in and he just. He just was who he was. Yeah. I mean, I recorded a podcast earlier and I was talking with the guy when I was and when I was policing 
I I got a bunch of these little gold crosses that were pins you could put on your uniform. And so a, a couple people took them, but I would always wear one on my uniform and and it would always remind me like when I would go to a call or go into a situation that like I would look down and just see it and it would just remind me of like how can I rep- how can I represent Jesus as good as I can to these people in this situation I'm in and it's like the little what would Jesus do bracelets and that's what you got to think about right like when you when you see that you think and and literally every thought or situation or interaction you have with anybody or anything you see something on social media and you you think well how would how would Jesus handle this because I'm experiencing this conversation or I'm seeing this for a reason so how can I add value to it or make it better you know not I don't want to use too many like churchy or buzzwords or whatever but how can you incorporate the gospel into that situation because that's our mission at the at the primary root of everything and and what is the initial the the in you if you want to walk like i want to go to one of these trail meetups like, i'm actually thinking about going yeah I, i'm gonna see if if i can get a ticket and go to one of them i'm not kidding you yeah a- and so like we talk about what is the first step of presenting the gospel it's just showing up yeah you don't yeah. It that that is the first I want y'all to understand this. That's the first step. It's just showing up and showing these people that just because you are who you say you are don't mean that you hate them. Right. It's just showing up, man. And you don't even have to use the you don't even have to say Jesus, you don't have to say no. you're a Christian. In fact, you're probably better off and will have a bigger impact if you don't. Just show up and act as a Christian would act without telling them, hey, I'm Christian, because there's going to be some people that look at you and say, dang, what is that long hair, bearded country guy yep. doing out here running with a bunch of homosexuals? And they're going to get his name, and they're going to look him up, and they're going to say, oh, dang, he's Christian. That I, That's what was different about that guy. Let me check out this Christianity thing. He... That was a cool guy. And that that is how you're going to represent Amen. Jesus to him. And, and when I say, how can I implement the gospel? How can I do any of that stuff? That's why I hate using those words because it, it makes it seem like you need to show up and preach or you need to actually use the words there. But all you have to do is act in the manner that you say you believe. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't watched this this TV series yet called The Chosen, Go check it out. It takes you a while to get into it. It starts off slow. I'm not saying that I agree with everything about the show, but it's really good, man. And it shows, that show portrays that. Yeah. How Jesus literally was just, would just go and spend time amongst these people, which would draw these people unto him when they saw who he was. And then he taught them. Yeah. Jesus gave us a a very great tactic here. He says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Do any, hey, Christian, do any of y'all feel like sheep in the midst of wolves right now? What, well, you you wanna, but you wanna try to be a wolf too. Mm -hmm. You wanna try to be a sheep dog, right? You want, you wanna push back, right? 
But Jesus says, don't do that. He says, just be as wise as a serpent. Yeah. And as harmless as a dove. <laughs> oh, yeah. come on, son. That's Who's it. doing that? Not Who's many. doing that? Not many. That's what G. That's what Jesus did on yeah. his while well, his ministry on earth. God in flesh. Yeah, and that's what that he was. He's sending his disciples out there, right? And you know who he was hard on. You know, you know who he was hard on. Yeah, everybody. the religious people. Yeah. That's why. That's people, who he was hard on. People talk about you know Jesus getting angry, flipping over the tables. He's mad because he said, "You guys have turned this." house of worship into a den of thieves he said y'all dummies know better yeah yeah that's who he was that's who he got rowdy with yep come on son that's it this is what i wanted to talk about today um you know well it's a worthy topic and and it's a lot easier the reason we just want to resort to preaching the gospel Telling people, it's a whole lot easier to tell someone something than it is to show them. Yeah. And there's always, I've always had this saying in my head, I don't even know where I got it, but someone will tell me something like, and I'm like, well, yeah, you can show me better than you can tell me. So quit talking about it and just, just show me. It takes longer. Like we talked about in the beginning, building that, it, it takes longer to show somebody, Long right? time. Because they got to be around you for a while. They got to trust you. I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. Maybe it hits home or maybe it don't. But after you're around someone for a while and you know, man, that's a solid dude, you're going to listen and you're going to want to know more about what's going on with him. I think about that, man. You know, when we had our baptism at the after the race was over, nine people got baptized. They just kept coming. Mm-hmm. They just kept coming, man. Two years ago, there... I, Two years ago, I couldn't even have had, I couldn't even have got that many people together in the first place, yeah. let alone have people come down in the water to be, to die and be buried and resurrected with Christ. Mm-hmm. That moment was the culmination of two years of ministry work. Two, it took me two years of work in service to Christ. To, to have nine people walk down to the water and yeah. give their life to Christ. And again, that's that's just the way it works, man. Yeah. There is no shortcut. No. No, there ain't no shortcuts. Anyhow, that, that's what I want to talk about today, guys. That was a uh, that's what was on my heart. We won't we won't belabor the point. I just would ask I, I'm I'm asking myself and I'm asking you with me to study the scripture and the life of Christ, God in flesh, and his ministry on earth. Study it with a pure heart, man. Mm-hmm. And who who was he really? Because we are called to be like him. Yeah. He lives in us, man. And boy, it'll sure enough change your, it sure enough changes the way I approach things. Yeah. 
And now I slip. Now, now look, guys, y'all listen to this. I want y'all to understand. I'm going to fail at this again. <laughs> y'all wait. <laughs> y'all follow me long enough. I'm going to find myself in a situation where I'm not doing what's right. I'm not, I'm not seeing it through the right lens. Yeah. I'm going to fail at it again. But this is me in a place of repentance from how I saw this situation. And repentance means turning away from that perspective, Mm -hmm. going in a new direction, in the direction of Christ and the way he pointed you to go and, and just doing your best to stay on that path, man. And I think it goes back to having a heart of stone versus a heart of flesh that those, those feelings of anger and stuff that you had, all you was doing is hardening your heart to where you can no longer see that situation as Jesus would see it. Well, I think that leads me to what I think we're going to talk about on resurrected on Sunday, this Sunday night. I think I'm going to talk through Matthew chapter 24. And Jesus talks about hardening your heart, how the love of many will grow cold because wickedness abounds. Yep. Right? And I think I'm going to go through Matthew 24. It's a... I've read and studied Matthew 24 probably dozens, if not a hundred times. And it's a beautiful, beautiful chapter describing the almost to a T the world that we live in. So I think that's going to be on resurrected tonight. I mean, Sunday night, but this will probably come out on Sunday. So tonight for you guys. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you got something out of that conversation. Uh, Let us know. Shoot us a message. Uh, If if you did get anything out of this, you think other Christians might need to to hear something like this, you think it will benefit anybody, please share the episode. That's how this works. If y'all noticed, we ain't been running many ads here lately. It's because we've not that we're... Uh, against supporting companies that we believe in and love. We're not saying we're never going to do that again because we appreciate the opportunity to support companies that we love and support us, but we've kind of stopped pursuing that. So we're, we're looking, we're looking for you guys to share the show. If you got anything out of it, um, it's more important to me that the show reaches the people that need to hear it. Yeah. And that only happens through you guys. We're only two people. Um, right. Yeah, that's more important to me than making money off the show. And if you feel led to support the show with your hard earned money, join us on Patreon. Yeah. That means a lot. I mean, a, a whole lot. Oh yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. When I started Patreon, I thought I'm going to start this thing. But ain't no ain't nobody gonna give twenty five dollars a month to support the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't like people were telling me to start this Patreon. I'm like, well, I'll start it. Like I'll put it up because people listeners were reaching out asking me how they can support the show. I said, well, I'll put it up. Man, we've got a community on there now that we meet three Sundays a month. It blows my socks off every oh, yeah. time we get together. 
So yeah, special. Yeah, just a that that's that's huge. Thank you, every one of you guys that that support us over there. Well, maybe Chili will be back on next time. I know y'all might have got bored with just me and Blake. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. We love y'all. Enough said.